0: Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of and Source, LLC. For more local news and information, please visit sawkinsource.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of No Rain Date, your podcast for local news and interviews in the Lehigh Valley. I'm Josh Popachak, your host for No Rain Date and the publisher of Saucon Source, here with the latest headlines for the week ending December 5th, 2020. A Lower Saucon Township woman is unfortunately $2,000 in the hole after she was the victim of a scam, Township Police said Earlier this week, according to police, the woman received a call from a woman who, along with a man, identified themselves as being with the FBI and told the woman that she needed to send them $2,000 in Target gift cards or they would, quote unquote, be coming for her. The woman uh, complied and purchased gift cards and then read the numbers on the cards to these scam artists over the phone. Police put out a very forceful warning about this type of scam, saying that it is a common type, particularly around the holidays, unfortunately, is when these criminals often target people at random. Often they are older individuals who may be more trusting and more vulnerable for a variety of reasons. But police are definitely trying to get out the message that This is a scam. If you feel anything is suspicious at all, which obviously this call should have been, to contact your local authorities. You can contact the Lower Saucon Township Police or Hellertown Police by calling 610-759-2200. That's the Northampton County Dispatch Non-Emergency Number, and they will be happy to put you through to an officer And please don't ever think that you're wasting somebody's time by doing that. It's better to be safe than to be sorry. And I'm sure that the resident now wishes that she had taken the time to call that in and or simply ask somebody else if they thought it was a scam. It's also easy to do that. As I mentioned, it is the holiday season and The kickoff to the holidays in the Saucon Valley was a bit different this year. It happened last weekend, right after Thanksgiving. In lieu of the traditional light-up night ceremony and celebration held in Demick Park that normally attracts thousands of people to the park, the Hellertown Lower Saucon Chamber helped organize a holiday weekend extravaganza, which actually extended over three days. On Friday night, they had the virtual tree lighting ceremony. That was on Facebook Live. So I'm sure thousands of people watched it online. You got to tune in and see entertainment live at the park, carolers, and of course the tree lighting itself. The following evening, there was a drive-through event in the park called Lights Endemic Park. And that was really cool. I got to participate in that. The turnout was incredible, much higher than anyone could have dreamed it would be. Many, many hundreds of vehicles passed through the park that night. They had incredible red and green uplighting for the trees and all kinds of decorations up and down the main road that leads to the flagpole this was made possible through the generous support of many local sponsors including the presenting sponsor mobile technology graphics there are too many other sponsors to to name but we we did give them all a shout out in our articles about this event it was just a fun time for for everybody regardless of your age i know the kids had a lot of fun some people were saying they want to have it again next year and Who knows if if, uh, COVID-19 will will be an issue a year from now, hopefully not, but as we've heard many times, the pandemic will likely change our society in ways that we couldn't have imagined a year ago. So um, we'll see about that. Of course, it will be nice to have in-person events once again. Everybody was safe at this drive-through event all of the volunteers who were handing out free decorations, reindeer antlers and cookies, they all wore masks and drivers were also asked to wear a mask if they had their window down and were talking to somebody. And it just seemed like everything was was perfectly executed. Everybody was happy. So big shout out to the chamber, the borough, and all the business sponsors who helped make it possible. Thank you for doing something that was a lot of work, but helped make this Time feel a little bit more normal for everybody and, and that's so important especially for the kids the final event over the weekend was a virtual visit with Santa sittings with Santa that was held online again via the chamber that was sponsored by David Heinzelman and family mr. Heinzelman of course is the mayor of Hellertown and also the owner of Heinzelman funeral home I'm sure many people enjoyed that. You had three minutes to tell Santa what you want for Christmas, and you could get a keepsake photo, sort of a screenshot of Santa while you were talking to him. So again, that was a creative response to the challenges that we're dealing with because of COVID-19 right now. And that leads me to the next story, which is that since last week, cases have really surged in Pennsylvania and locally. Currently, Saucon Valley School District is having students learn online, but that's just until Monday, December 7th, and that was decided weeks ago as a preventive measure to help stop the spread of COVID-19 following the Thanksgiving holiday, of course. Over Thanksgiving even though it was not recommended many people gathered with people outside of their households they perhaps traveled to other states and participated in a variety of activities that would be normal any other time but brought them into contact with people from outside their household of course Black Friday shopping was another activity that that may have done that this is likely going to contribute to the continued surge. Today, which is Thursday, December 3rd, the state record for new cases was shattered by a huge number. The previous record set a few days ago was about 8,400 new cases in a 24-hour period. Today, that record was broken with over 11,400 new cases during the previous 24 hours. So that's a staggering number of cases. Pennsylvania has not seen anything like this since the start of the pandemic in March. The biggest caseloads per day in the spring were around 2,000. So we've just been on this like rocket ship kind of trajectory since late October and it's showing no signs of slowing down. Unfortunately, deaths are also increasing. There were over 200 new deaths confirmed by the state by the State Department of Health on Thursday. Hospitals are definitely beginning to feel the impact from this surge with more and more people hospitalized. Uh, There are now over 1,000 Pennsylvanians in intensive care with COVID-19. So initially, the numbers were all, the new high numbers were pretty much reserved to the new cases and there's but there's always a delay between when the new case counts begin to surge and hospitalization surge and then deaths surge and we're starting to see that now especially with cold colder weather setting in it's really not possible to spend much time outside like it was even a few weeks ago everything is sort of combining into a perfect storm perhaps is the term to use and it's it's having an impact On Thursday, again, December 3rd, Lehigh County confirmed around 300 new cases, and I believe Northampton County had about 245 new cases, according to the data on Worldometer, which is a tracking website that lists statistics from the Department of Health. It's just a little more user-friendly than the state's COVID-19 dashboard, which can be a little difficult to read sometimes because of the way they have it set up. Of course, we are continuing to, to monitor this. We also reported this week on several new cases at Saucon Valley. As I mentioned, students are currently learning at home until December 7th. The new cases were confirmed prior to Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, so the school still put out letters to parents about them. Several of the cases were in the elementary school, and there was one in the high school. So far, there have been no cases reported in the middle school, but there have been about 13 total cases confirmed at Saucon Valley since school began about three months ago. And that's not a huge number considering the size of the district and compared with other districts but it is a a small compact district the schools are all connected and it remains to be seen what additional measures may have to be taken as students return to the classroom for a few weeks so really only going to be a couple weeks until the Christmas break but Obviously, a lot could happen. This is a rapidly changing situation, and every day uh, there are new directives from the state. Practically, so I would urge you to please do not tune out the news, even though it's bad news, and, and everybody wants to focus on the holidays and feeling normal. I, I know that's the the natural inclination, but it's real. It's really important to follow the safety protocols that are in place right now, and do what you can to help prevent spreading anything. You may not think you have it. You could be asymptomatic, and that's anybody. Uh, That's one of the most challenging things about this disease. Think of of friends, family, and, and strangers, really, as you make those decisions, because they could have a big impact on others, and we don't want anybody else to get sick, especially now, around the holidays. It's gonna be a tough time for a lot of families A lot of people have had loss this year. So take a moment and think about that as you consider your actions. In police-related news, in Hellertown, there was a report of a suspicious person in a residential neighborhood. This was just before Thanksgiving. The neighborhood is a small development of townhomes off Easton Road built around Stonewood Lane. And about a day before Thanksgiving, A resident's ring doorbell, which includes a camera, recorded video of an unidentified person who appeared to possibly be trying to enter the house through the front door. It was a little difficult to make out what this person was doing exactly, and their features were also obscured due to the fact that it was at night. There was glare from exterior lighting. I watched this video, which is about a minute long, a number of times. It was shared on a a neighbor app that is available through Ring, and I could not freeze a frame that showed details of the person's face, but it appeared to be a male, and it was widely shared on Sock & Source, of course, the story. Especially by residents of that area. There have been no other reports that we're aware of of suspicious individuals in that area since then, and hopefully things will stay quiet. Of course, if you do encounter somebody suspicious, it's always a good idea to report that to the authorities, whether it's your local police in Hellertown or Lower Saucon Township. You can always call the Northampton County Non Emergency Dispatch Line at 610 610- 759 and they will put you in touch with a local officer better to be safe than sorry it's good that in this case the residents did did step up to at least make neighbors aware and hopefully everybody's locking their doors because this is a time of year when uh, there there is often an uptick in crime before the holidays especially property crime be safe everyone also we have some holiday updates for you we have a number of stories on Saucon Source about events going on in the area. Uh, one of them is along the Bucks County Wine Trail. If you're a wine lover, this is something you'll want to check out. It's called Lights in the Vines, and it's at the seven wineries that are part of the wine trail. We spoke with two of the wineries, Sandcastle Winery, which is in Arwenna, and Bishop Estate Winery in Perkasie and they have some really cool things going on. Obviously the vineyards are gonna be all lit up. They have fire pits uh, for people to be outside around, food trucks, special holiday wines. This runs from December 5th through January 2nd, 2021. The vineyards will be illuminated each evening at dusk and it's a free event, however, there will obviously be fees for food and wine purchases. So check out the article that we have on and Source about that. Also, the Lehigh Valley Passport to History is a a group of local organizations, historical organizations. They are promoting a number of events that are, some of them are scaled back a bit this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So be sure to uh, follow the directions for them, make a reservation if that's something that's required. But these are happening all over the Lehigh Valley. Of course, everybody knows Historic Bethlehem. They're going to have some special lighting in the industrial quarter where the tannery and the old mill are. So you can walk around, enjoy that at night, maybe before you visit a downtown restaurant or shops. Also, Emmaus has some Moravian-themed events going on. Nazareth, there's a whole list. Lower Saucon Township Historical Society is not having any in-person events this holiday season. However, they are having an online sale in their new gift shop, which is on their website. We also have an ad for that that you'll see on Sock and Source. They have some really cool uh, local history books, vintage style games. Of course, the proceeds benefit the Historical Society, which helps maintain the historic one-room Lutz Franklin Schoolhouse one of the local treasures in Lower Saucon Township. So I would encourage you to please support them and all that they do. And that goes for local businesses in general this holiday season, can't say it enough. Please try and shop local. And that's something we're gonna be talking about with our guest, one of our guests on No Rain Date this week, Hellertown business owner, Steve LaBrake, who owns Saucon Valley Bikes and is a big cheerleader for shopping local. We look forward to hearing his perspective on that. Finally, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming fundraiser for the Saucon Valley Lions. This is a spaghetti dinner that's happening on uh, December 13th. It's actually a spaghetti dinner to go. And that pickup will be at Sea White Co. Fire Company on Route 378 in Lower Saucon. This is an important fundraiser for the Lions who haven't been able to have a lot of their traditional fundraisers this year and they will also have Santa there. So if you have kids, they might wanna pile in the car and go with you to pick up the food. Santa's gonna have some presents for the kids if they've been good. They will also be selling raffle tickets for a gift basket raffle that's also a fundraiser for the Lions Club. You can purchase those raffle tickets as well as tickets for the spaghetti dinner at Advanced Optics in Hellertown or from any lion member and we have a story with further details on sawkinsource.com those are the headlines for this week and we'll bring you more news next week
1: before we continue with this week's episode we would just like to draw your attention to a holiday lights contest tour and more importantly fundraiser that we are currently running on sawkinsource right now the contest is open to homes and businesses in the lehigh valley Saucon valley and upper bucks county All you need to do to enter the contest is take a picture of your house with its nice holiday lights display, you can go to the story, which is currently on our website, enter your picture and give a little bit of contact information, and by doing that, a donation will be made to three great local charities. All benefits from the fundraiser will go to the Allentown Rescue Mission, the Center for Animal Health and Welfare, and the Community Food Bank for the Hellertown Area Ministerium. The deadline to enter the contest is Saturday, December 12th, so you do still have some time to get in. If you're going to be decorating your house over the weekend, just make sure you remember to upload a picture to the site. There will also be a prize awarded for the winning home and business, and we will have a story about that prize coming out on Sock and Source this week, so keep an eye out for that. We're really excited for the contest. We're hoping we can raise some money for some great local charities, and with your help, we can do just that.
0: Here at Source, our mission is to provide information and make it as available as possible to the people in our community. A large part of that is a public service and we're grateful for the support we have from local advertisers because that revenue helps keep the information flowing to you, our readers and listeners. Local news production does cost money, and that's why we've also introduced a voluntary membership option on and Source, and we'd like to tell you a little more about that. Essentially, the membership is a recurring monthly contribution that shows your support for the work that we're doing. It helps guarantee that the information will remain free and accessible to you as well as to others in our community. And it also helps fund our future growth. Sock & Source is growing and we're expanding our coverage area. The more support we receive from the community, the better coverage we can provide and the more useful the site will be to you. So that's why we would invite you to visit our membership page on the website website sockandsource.com you can do that by clicking on join under my sock and source which you'll see on the right side of your screen if you're on a desktop or at the bottom of any article page you'll see several membership options including a monthly membership for seven dollars a four month membership for twenty five dollars or a yearly membership for seventy dollars These are strictly voluntary contribution levels, and they're not any part of a paywall. There's no requirement to contribute, but we are grateful for those who have already done so, and we hope that you will consider purchasing a membership in the future. Doing so is quick and easy. You can do it securely online, and you can cancel at any time. Thank you again to all our current members, and thank you for considering becoming a future member. It's my pleasure this week on No Rain Date to welcome two, two gentlemen who do a lot for our community through the organization they're a part of, the Saucon Valley Lions Club. We have Ray Campbell, who's currently third vice president for the Saucon Valley Lions, and Scott Lohman, who's a member of the Saucon Valley Lions. Both are longtime members. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for
2: having
0: us. I wanted to start off by delving a little bit into the history of the Lions, both the organization and the local chapter, for people who might not be familiar with what the Lions do. you want to tell us a little bit about that, Ray? Well,
3: we were founded in 1919 by Melvin Jones, who started the Lions International when they had the first international convention. In the 1930s, Helen Keller asked us to be Knights of the Blind and ever since then that has been our main focus. I is helping blind folks. The Saucon Valley Lions Club was formed in 1949, chartered by the Hellertown Lions Club, when a group of businessmen in the area decided that they wanted to do more for the community than just meet and have a steak dinner every week. The goal of the Lions has been to support and help the blind, but also help the community and, in general, the local community. A little bit about the Alliance International, it is the largest service organization in the world. It's in, in yeah. over a hundred countries. Yeah. And it is one of the first responders for emergencies in those countries when they happen, because they are there. The Saucon Valley Alliance Club supports the International Club through LCIF, which is Alliance Foundation. And uh, we also help the local community and the blind associations in the area, like the Lions Eye Bank.
2: Charitable Enterprises. Charitable
3: Enterprises. We help with Beacon Lodge, which is a camp for the blind and the hard of hearing. The newest thing that we have been working on in the Lions Club is diabetes. Hmm. Diabetes is the number one cause of blindness now. Right. So that has been our, our, our focus on the local and on the international specter. The club itself has had many projects. Uh, I don't know how involved you want to get. Or...
0: Oh, I know our listeners want to hear about you know the things in the local area that, that you've accomplished over the years. Well,
3: the first one of the first projects we had was to build school bus shelters back in the 50s, something I actually got to use and didn't realize it until <laughs> later on in life at where they came from. I just assumed it's a school that <laughs> it, it supplied them, but here it was actually the Saucon Valley Lions Club. We built two pavilions across the, the community, one over by uh, the municipal building on uh, Old Bethlehem Pike. It's a nice brick pavilion with a fireplace and, and a real nice set up there. We built that one back in the 70s in the Late '80s, we built the pavilion in the Southeastern Fire Company, Southeastern,
0: Southeastern Park. Southeastern Park. Yeah, yeah. Right across from the right fire company.
3: So, other things we've done, we we've sponsored the first scoreboard on the high school football. When hmm. it turned from Hellertown Lower Socken High School to the Socken Valley School District and Socken Valley School High School.
0: Right, which is so about
3: fifty years ago. Yeah, that was fifty years ago, 1970. So, of course, we've done everything from Christmas dinners for the blind in the area to these impromptu things here. <laughs> uh, I
0: well, think you, I you, say, you hold a lot of. Traditionally, you hold a lot of events throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, we hold a lot of events and things. Oh, we, I
3: wanted to say we we help the little league. We have scholarships at the high school. And tech school. Right. What's that? And the tech school. And the tech school, correct. We've been quite involved in the community for 80, 70 years now.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you just rattled off like a, a huge list of things. And I think it's it's really admirable that, I mean, that you, like you said, vision-related issues are sort of like your traditional core charity but you've expanded into so many other things and, and helping in and, and so many different ways on so many different levels mm-hmm. that that's, it's, it's a lot. And, you know, y- you guys spend a lot of hours, I'm sure. How often do you meet? Like every, every week?
2: We're scheduled to meet twice a month. First and third Mondays of the month. Mm-hmm. The first Monday is usually held at the Hellertown Diner in the back room. And then the, the third meeting, the third of Monday, the second meeting of the month, is a, a board member meeting, mm-hmm. maybe, and that's held at the um, New Jerusalem Church.
0: Okay. About how many members do you have right now? In, 21. In 21?
2: And always looking for more. Yeah, I was
0: going to <laughs> ask you about that. Yes. Yeah. I know in general, like, it's it's been an issue with service organizations that it's hard to attract younger members and new members, but especially younger new members. Have you been able to do that? And what are some of the challenges for doing that?
2: Well, we've attempted twice to set up Leo clubs at the high school itself. That's like a junior version. um, Mm -hmm. um, Anything from a freshman through a senior can join the club. And the most difficult part of that is to get a Teacher sponsor right. to help organize it. We have to have someone within the school to help us, Right. and it's um, it's been difficult. It's difficult to get to get a volunteer teacher to help us. Or not doesn't have to be a teacher. It could be a principal. It could be a guidance counselor. It could be it could be anybody. Could be a janitor. It could be right. somebody within the school district, and it's difficult to get someone to do that for more than a year or two at a time.
0: But does that person have to be a lion themselves? No, not at all. okay. They
2: just have to be a, kind of like a mentor. I'm ca- I can't think of the word I want to use, but...
0: An advisor. An advisor. Yeah, that's, yeah that exactly. That is the word I want to
2: use. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So if you're listening and you're a teacher at Saucon Valley... <laughs>
2: um, uh, anything in the, the Saucon Valley School District. Right, uh, or or you're, right. you're you can be in the administrative staff. office. You, can, right.
3: you know, right. You can be the superintendent of the school, if you want you, and still be the advisor.
0: Right. Yeah, I remember reporting on Leo club activities in the past. Yeah. So
3: it was, it, was, it was unfortunately it's one of those things where the seniors were doing the work and when they left the underclassmen didn't pick up the ball and run with it. Right. And part of the problem was that there was not an advisor to say, Okay, you can use this room and you can do this, and you can do that, and you know the guidance part of it was just not there, unfortunately.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so, a lot of things have to come together to sort of have the pipeline yeah. where you know you have.
3: It's, the, such, it's such a you know it's, it's such a, a a big idea of service. Yeah, you know. you know, right. Kids don't get that today. Service so the volunteerism. Volunteer, yeah. I, right.
0: Right, yeah, it's it's certainly not, not just an issue for Lions, I know, of, of many other organizations oh, yeah, that have absolutely. faced Rogers that issue, and, and um, Rotary, and... Rotary, Guanas, um, so. yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I've... Anything like that. I, I've struggled to be part of organizations myself as a volunteer, just because of, you know, I don't even, you know, I don't have young children or anything like that, but running a business, and you know things like that it, mm-hmm. it, it ends up right cutting into your day and so so yeah and, and our culture is sort of evolved to be a little bit more self-centered maybe mm-hmm. in, in it some is. ways it um, is, it absolutely. is. It's,
2: it's something that when we're looking for a member or somebody to help us with the projects that we do or the things that we do we're not looking for you to do everything we don't we don't want you to do everything right you'll burn yourself out and you'll yeah, we really want to come back, but we appreciate the diversity of what you have that you can give us. Right. If there's somebody that's a bricklayer or a carpenter or something, and we're building something in a project, we would use your skills. If you're a businessman and you have organizational skills, you could help us in that respect. If you're just a body that we're doing a breakfast for or something that we just need someone to serve food or clear, clear tables, the food, so, clear tables, serve um, dr- just, serve drinks. Help right. in the kitchen, wash dishes, or whatever. Right, just, just a few hours during the project. We don't have to ask you to do a full project where, if it's an 8 hour day project, if you could come and work four hours or help us for four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want you to do it all. Right. But anything you can do can help us. You know, all of the members that we have have skills that we appreciate. And we, we do appreciate the way that they come to us and help us with what they have.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
2: When yeah, you okay. have five bodies to do something, it's a lot easier than you have two bodies to do it.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, like I've usually helped out with like online things or marketing things. Yeah. Like when yeah. I've.
3: We appreciate that very much.
0: Oh well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's my pleasure to to help any any local organization get get the word out for you know their fundraisers, and I'm just sorry that it's been a difficult year in 2020 for, you know. know, Financially, it hurts us the most most because,
3: you know, our biggest biggest project is the Gem and Mineral Show that we put on every every April. Right. And of course, the school's not allowing anybody in the school from outside. So we will probably not have one this year again. So it's two years in a row. And that, you know, know, we're looking for other ways to, to make money. But the breakfasts are out, The basically the get-together type of projects are not right. not, not available for us.
0: Right. It, all of these things would be very difficult to do, if not impossible, like online, I think. You know? right. uh, certainly you know, at breakfast, you can't gems. do that. Right. And the Gem and Mineral Show, I mean, for those who haven't been to it, it's a, it's t- two days, three days? Two days. Two days. Two it's days. every April at Saucon Valley High School. And it's really a neat, unique event, for me anyway. And I've been to it many times. You have vendors from multiple states, really. Yeah, we've had them from Florida. To right. I think we've had them as far as Arizona. Yeah, Maine. you'll just be dazzled with the variety of, you know, everything from something there for fossils yeah. to jewelry. You have raffles, you have food. It's a very exciting event for there being a lot of rocks there basically. <laughs> but um but I mean I'm I'm a rock hound. I grew up like looking at, you know, fossils and enjoying uh, you know, different studying different minerals and visiting Lost River Caverns, of course, which which That's how we got our start. That's where we got our start. Right. From Bob Gilman. Right. Yeah. yeah, the I mean, the Gem and Mineral Show started in the sixties? Sixty nine. Sixty nine, okay. So so you guys just had a fiftieth anniversary. Fiftieth anniversary. 50th, yeah.
2: This year.
0: Yeah. It was. I mean, I remember. You were so close to having it. The yeah. pandemic really started just a few weeks before that yeah. was when the Cancel shutdown was started. The last minute. And it was kind of heartbreaking, and and uh, you know, I'm sad that you might not be able to have it again. But it takes months to plan this, yeah. and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not like. If, if everything went back to normal in March, you could just suddenly put it together. I don't know. We, we'd,
3: we'd be looking for vendors now
0: already. Right we'd be yeah. vendors Most now. of the vendors
3: would be signed up by now.
0: Right? Right? Yeah. Well, I certainly hope it will come back and oh and it'll be back. Mm-hmm. We will have a 50th. That's Might good be to be two years from now,
3: but we will have a 50th. Right. And it'll be bigger and better, and it'll be special.
0: And your daughter Amy, who was with us last week, she's chaired the she's chairperson. She took over for me when I retired after thirty years. Right, it's a it's a big responsibility. It's a labor of love, and she's been doing a great job. Yeah, she's, with it. And,
3: and the nice thing about it is we're one of the things that I was lacking was social media, mm-hmm. and she's good at that. Yes, she's on it all the time. So yes, so that helps help promote the show and get the information out there to everybody. Plus the dealers are, are socially involved on the line and stuff too. So they communicate that way and you know where everything I do was through mail. Right, where she can she can
0: do it online and stuff like that. A lot, you know, she can type. <laughs> and yeah. and she just has an enthusiasm that she brings to everything yes. too. Yes. Like she which is positive. Which, yes. Whenever it's it's coming back, we'll be there to support you and Fine. and help publicize it. And I wanted to touch on on membership again. Are there any certain requirements that, that you have for? Hold the
3: pen. Members? We'll move the paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, do you have to attend a certain number of meetings? No, there's or? no.
3: Not really. No. Not really. No. We 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 we, we we expect you to show up to help. Right. Okay. We expect you to be a member. We're not yeah, we're not looking for someone who wants to say, Oh, I'm a member of the Lions Club. I'm looking for someone who says, I'm a member of the Lions Club. Right. If you follow what
2: I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't help, don't join. Right. Don't don't join us just so you can put our name on your resume. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate that anybody would want to do that, but I guess those people People are out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you can easily find out well the information about your meetings is on your website. Right. Which I have it pulled up here. If you just Google Saucon Valley Lions, it'll be one of the top results mm-hmm. in the search. Right. Well, and, there's um, no age
2: limit. I mean, probably from high school on, maybe from eighteen yeah. To, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: we've had our kids that were that were actually Leos mm-hmm. join our Lions club after they graduate. So if you graduated from high school And you're not in the grave, we'll take
2: you. And we've got members that have been read as our senior members. Fifty two years he's been a lion. Wow. Um, Yeah. So he's eighty nine now. Yeah. Um, And and still active. And and he
3: gets upset when he can't do stuff because of his age. Right. You know. He's a great lion. He's a
0: great he is, yes. The website is you know has a lot of it has your calendar on it it has like you said information about the spaghetti dinner yeah. and so I would definitely encourage anybody that's interested in learning more about you or possibly becoming a member to visit that and and also the Facebook page you can you know contact get in touch if you have more questions through either of those resources you've also before I forget Scott, you've organized like the blood drives. That's been yes. a big thing. I've been doing
2: that for over 10 years now Right. with the Miller organization. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. We've had as many as four during a year. We're down to two a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're major drives for us, and they help the Miller Center out considerably. Um, we have one with the gem show. Mm-hmm. That Saturday we'll have it in the cafeteria, which is just down the hall. And we'll get about 30 to 35 units of blood at that, drive mm-hmm. and then the second drive we have is down at the community today, the third Saturday in August down at Dimmick Park mm-hmm. we we'll bring a coach in, they'll bring a coach in, we sponsor the coach and we'll get between 25 and 30 units of blood there also so yeah we, we help them out
0: Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate it and uh, I get news releases from, from them and I know it's been a challenging year for, for yeah. Miller Keystone and and all of the blood donation centers, so right. I'm sure they're eager to be able to have you helping again the way you normally do.
2: Right, and you can go to the Miller Center anytime to donate blood. Right. Um, if you wanted to do it in particular organization, you want to
0: Imagine walk in right. when you
2: register and say, "I'm giving for the Saucon Valley Lions Club." Right. They'll just mark it down on the you know. we get credit for it we get credit for it which which means absolutely nothing but But um,
0: it's nice that they you know that they know that
2: that's what inspired the person right we'll get a report at the end of the year that's going to say that we our club was able to bring in um, 75 units of blood or 85 units of blood or a couple years we had over 100 units of blood that we were able to bring in it's well over a thousand units we've collected since we've been starting it for them
0: wow that's awesome so many great causes that you guys are, are have a hand in.
2: Our service organization, That's whatever what we can do with the community. If there's a need, we we, we help, help or we try to help. Contact a member and see if we can help. Right,
0: right. And and we were talking about this before we started recording.
2: Diabetes
0: has become another cause yeah, that you're, you're getting behind because it's causing blindness. Yeah, it's um, the number one cause of blindness right now. Right, so prevention you know of diabetes could you know help keep a lot of people yeah. seeing you know it's, it's an
2: awareness we make people aware that that's one of the things that can can cause your blindness
0: right yeah. yeah it's it's almost like at an epidemic level in the U.S. I guess type 2 diabetes so that's that's another another cause that, that I support and i glad to hear that the Lions are are involved in helping combat that so i want to thank you guys for joining us and and sharing all your knowledge about. thank you for having us and and we want
3: to we want to thank the community for all their support over the years you know without their showing up and having breakfast with us or spaghetti dinner or coming to the gym show we wouldn't be doing it
0: right. right it does continue to be a supportive community for groups like the lions and and i that's one of the things i love about Saucon Valley and and covering you know news here because you 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 have that commitment to making a difference in people's lives and and you see it. A lot of people don't don't want to take credit for for doing things like that, but it's it's there and it's heartwarming to see it. So especially in a time like this. So. I'm sure people will will be back to support you at all those events once you're able to have them again and and, and eager to attend I'm sure people want to get out and oh yeah right like just get out yeah <laughs> <laughs> right it's gotten it's gotten a little bit old, never being able to like go to like you know like a breakfast or something like yeah, that I went shopping
3: with my daughter today and stores are pretty much empty and everybody's wearing a mask and you know social distancing and everything but right when you pull into the parking lot and you can park three spaces
0: from the front door you know (laughs) right and that's not what the stores want either no no yeah you kind of have to like do everything as quickly as possible and you know can't stop and chit chat with people you know everybody's like you said wearing a mask and you don't know of what's floating in the air, and so we'll we'll uh, think about better times ahead, and yeah, and uh, we have to. I'm I'm sure they're they're not too far off. So, but thank you both, and and I want to wish you a happy holiday, and and thank, thank, you. thank you again That's for the everything you. you're happy doing. Happy holidays, to yeah. both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'd like to welcome back to No Rain Date one of our good friends and former guests, a local business owner, a civic leader and volunteer, Steve LaBrake. Welcome. Thank you, Josh. I think it was about a year ago that we last had Steve on No Rain Date, and it was around the time of Small Business Saturday 2019. Once again, we've completed that cycle uh, we just had a small business Saturday here in the borough this past weekend actually. And I wanted to ask you about how how that went for you this year and and if it was different than in past years because of, you know, changes in, in business due to coronavirus. Were more people out and about this year?
4: Um, this was definitely
0: our biggest small business
4: Saturday ever. It um, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. There's a lot of circumstances behind that, due to bike shortages throughout the industry, and it's right. really impossible to get bikes right now. I mean, the, the number of bikes out the door this year are just over the
0: top. And that's because of the the pandemic and people wanting to spend more time outside in like fresh air. And... <laughs> uh,
4: partly, yes. Uh, the shortage is. Partly due to initially China Taiwan was shut down, so all the factories were shut down. And then the Philippines shut down, which a lot of parts come out of the Philippines as well. So you know, on top of this, demand going up because of available time and people being home. I mean, the the rail trails and everything outdoors oriented this year, you know, sold. So demand went up supply chain just went to zero <laughs> for a while mm-hmm. and uh i mean we were warned back in march february actually that uh, there was going to be a shortage of bikes in the spring hmm. so we took on an extra 20 percent of what we usually sell in a year
1: mm-hmm.
4: in a single shipment my garage at home was full of <laughs> bikes and uh And uh, we were down to uh, 12 bikes at our store at one point. Normally we have 200 on hand. So, you know, we're getting bikes in. The supply chain is sort of fixed, but sort of not. The supply chain is there, but the demand is still really high. So for us, yes, our small business Saturday was, you know, but the whole year is through the roof for us, which is good. And, and, um, you know, I'm I'm ready for some downtime, which we're so over the top that it's it's kind of tough to get some downtime. Right. Normally, uh, November is very quiet for us. January, February, and uh, this year it's still through the roof. So, um,
0: you know, but I, I don't want to talk about our business so much. But uh, uh, well, but it's great. I mean, it's, it's it, I'm I'm thrilled that that it's been a good year for you because I've, I've heard so many you know negative stories and. Uh, You know, and and, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of businesses are really struggling
4: through this time and, uh, you know, my wife and I are definitely trying to make sure we hit the restaurants in town and mixing it up and, you know, tipping a little more than usual and, you know, to try to, you know, help some of this out. You know, we've even tip musicians that weren't playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know and, and, what you mean and just kind of sent them a tip to help some of them out because you know their their lifestyle right now is you know uh, it's really bad yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's very compromised people are really struggling right now and you know the people that are employed are doing great Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, your expenses are down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You aren't driving to work. You aren't buying lunch all the time. You aren't buying coffee all the time. You know, the people that are employed definitely have disposable income right now. I saw a news story about that uh, this morning on how, you know, people are planning their 2021 vacations and going big because they didn't spend money on a 2020 vacation. So you know, the people that are employed seem to have more disposable income, which affords them to buy bikes and do things, buy pools, buy kayaks, buy or RVs, upgrade. yeah, <laughs> upgrade bikes. I mean, so you know, but on the on the flip side, there's there's a lot of people really struggling right now, which is really tough to see. You know,
0: right. Well, your business has always had like a community commitment though and i know you you know you've done things fundraisers and and i'm sure that's continuing due to your your social awareness I, i'd like to think so <laughs> um,
4: you know normally this time of year you know we do a promotion that helps out the new jerusalem food bank this year we are doing a promotion but you know i kind of felt for every bike that we're going to sell we're going to give so many dollars to new jerusalem food bank over this holiday season that's awesome you know not asking the customers to do it but we're just going to do it um, right because again that's one of the places that really needs help right now you know along with the, you know we just made a contribution to coalition for appropriate transportation mm-hmm. community bike works you Know there's a lot of organizations out there that are, are really struggling right now due to this, yeah. So we're, we're, we're trying to be conscious of this and uh spreading the wealth, I guess, a little bit,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you, you, you do you have to do what we can, and you know, nobody can help everybody, but uh, for sure, you know, it's been a weird year, like our sponsorship
4: budget this year <laughs> there's not as many events happening so right. you know it you gotta that freed up funds as well you know we just sponsored the lights in the park which was a wonderful event i mean yes uh, it, it was an amazing event i don't know how many cars they said went through but uh, hundreds
0: and hundreds i mean yeah more way more than anybody anticipated
4: right right which was really cool and they did it very well and very tastefully and uh mm-hmm. you know i really enjoy sponsoring events like that that really benefit tons of people <laughs> you know yeah. a, a large group of people and uh, you know that it's it's just great to see music in the park and events like that happen throughout the summer hopefully we can get back on the track for that stuff
0: I think we will. I think we will. I mean, the Chamber does a great job as far as organizing them every year, and and they've done a great job pivoting to doing other things this year. And I'm sure, though, that that they will have the backing of of businesses like yours and mine when they want to bring back, when we can bring back Uh, in-person events. Right.
4: And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get that stuff going again. And, you know, I think we're all bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going nuts over this. Uh, I, I certainly am. I, I certainly want to get out of town and leave for a while, but I'm not feeling good about that either. So I'm not. So exactly, you know, mentally, I could really use it right now. But you know, it is what it is. So
0: just hunker down a little longer. Yeah, I know. Uh, you have that sort of, I guess it's like a, a, a flight instinct in this situation. But then your brain takes over and where do where do i go and how i mean and and what will there be there probably nothing open so correct or you have to quarantine when you get there or
4: you know or right you have to quarantine when you get back or so on and so forth unfortunately i think mask wearing is is going to be a a little more extended time frame than we all would like to think but um I think that's that's one of the brutal aspects of this is it's going to be a while.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree, and and certainly there's going to be a uh, a gap between when it ends and when we start seeing things pick up again, just because of you know it takes months and months to plan an event, a big event, and so you know some things may not happen in in 2021 just because it makes no sense to start planning things until there's. Certainty about health.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was having a, a conversation with a customer today who's a, a doctor, and you know, talking about the vaccine, talking about mask wearing, and and um, you know, he's he's thinking it's going to be a while. You know, yeah. If the vaccine rate, I mean, only fifty percent of people are interested in getting vaccinated right now. It's it's not going to go away for a while, right? Unfortunately.
0: But back to small business Saturdays. Yes, <laughs> back to happier, happier things. Well, well, that's great. I mean, do you think like people, people's awareness of the need to support small businesses has risen in twenty twenty? You in know, I, I I would like to think
4: so. I think that we're all a little more conscious of it. I, I saw a comment from a on a social media post the other day, and and somebody was. It, Related to Small Business Saturday, and and he made the comment, what are we supposed to shop for in Hellertown? And, you know, that kind of bugged me. (laughs) Right. I can see why. Uh, You know, being being a retailer, but I I also get it. You aren't going to buy electronics in town. You aren't going to buy, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of things that people are looking for for the holidays you cannot get in town.
0: Trip. Years ago, you could. But... Years
4: ago, you could. You could buy clothing. You could
0: buy. You know. Yeah.
4: Kids weren't after electronics years ago. We used to sell a lot more kids' bikes for the holidays than we do today. Because hmm. kids want electronics, they don't want bikes for Christmas anymore. It's, right. Which is. Very sad, but... Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, you know, I think you can, you can make a conscious effort of going around town and walking into businesses and giving them some support, you know, whether it's, you know... I mean, we have more restaurants than anything else, but still, I mean, you know, it's important, incredibly important to keep these things going. I mean, you know, these are people's livelihoods and these are people that sponsor events in town that, that we were just talking about, whether it be music in the park or whatever... These are our lifeblood. I mean, they're, these are the people sponsoring the t-ball teams and the you mm-hmm. know everything around town. I mean, you know, Amazon certainly isn't supporting any event like this around our town. You know, and, and that's that's what uh, it always uh, kind of kills me that people don't always see that. But
0: right, yeah. No, absolutely. And um, it's great if you, I mean, it's obviously great if you went out and and supported businesses on Small Business Saturday. But don't stop there, you know. I mean, the best thing is if you can make a conscious effort every week, you know, to to support somebody throughout the whole year. Absolutely. You know, most Friday nights and, of course,
4: these days you're doing takeout or whatever. But uh, we definitely try every week to be supporting these restaurants on a weekly basis just whether it be takeout or whatever i mean to keep these things going i I understand the struggle we've all been there as small business owners and i I get it today (laughs) so you know it's not an easy gig right you you do it for passion you do it for many various reasons you know we've got to keep these
0: people going yes and and everybody can do something i mean even if maybe it's a business you haven't patronize in a little while or you haven't been able to patronize you can still write them a nice review online uh, which is a help absolutely I know I've been more conscious about that this year and and made more of an effort to do that than than I it's easy to forget to do that Um, it is
4: it is I made a point one time years ago to go in and purposely do that for you know the the places that we used as a bike shop for lunch all the time you Mm -hmm. know you know, there's probably five or six, seven places that we use fairly regularly. But, you know, to throw a little something out there that we love going there for lunch, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that it's a good thing. It, it is, and it feels good to be able to spread a little positivity right now when, when there's so much negativity <laughs> in the airwaves and all over. I wanted to also talk about your involvement in the rail trail, which is been a, a big part of Hellertown and the Saucon Valley now for nearly a decade. It's coming mm-hmm. up on 10 years since it opened. You recently also um, well you, you serve on the, the Saucon Rail Trail Oversight Commission. Tell us a little bit more about what the, the commission does and, and what things have been like lately on the, on the trail. Well as I said
4: earlier the use of the trail has gone up dramatically this year which is always incredible to see. You know, I've even heard of people trying to get off the trail because there's too many people on the trail, mm. which is interesting. But I think it's uh, one of these safe places to be right now and being outdoors and you know, maintaining that social distance. But it's great to see it. I mean, it's always been a success. Right. I, I think uh, this town changed dramatically with the opening of that trail. In the eleven years that I've been involved, because pre-opening, <laughs> we they had put together uh, this commission. Charlie Luther came to me and asked if I wanted to be part of it, and uh, I certainly wanted to. At first, it was uh, it was unbelievable. Like the, a meeting would take you three or four hours sometimes, just discussing mm. like, okay, how do we want to do this, and how do they do it here, or how do they do it there? I mean. Uh, you know, there was uh, people that wanted horses on, allowed on the trail. I you remember mean, that. You know, yeah. So, you know, there was all this back and forth. And, you know, basically, you know, bottom line, it was a, a linear park throughout the municipality. So it's, you know, it's the same park rules as any other park. Mm-hmm. So anymore, I mean, you know, meetings are pretty short. <laughs> but uh, there's always ongoing projects oh. happening every month that comes up when is it going to get connected to Bethlehem um, you know which is on the city of Bethlehem i mean uh, a lot of people don't know that where it ends is the Bethlehem city line there's a nice kind of go around on the roads that you can get to where the Bethlehem greenway extended into Saucon park i've seen i not on paper but i've heard the plans from the city of Bethlehem i kind of help was on a committee, trail committee there for a year, that uh, looking into trail expansions and stuff. And the connection to the Saucon Rail Trail was one of their highest priorities. Hmm. I believe it has something to do with more of the railroad than anything else, not wanting to give up the rights to that section. Uh, Because
0: that's Norfolk Southern, right? Correct.
4: Where it ends in Hellertown is owned by SEPTA. And the line there goes in Bethlehem, it turns to Norfolk Southern. Railroads are hard to work with. Not that I ever had to do it directly, but it, it's not an easy process. Um, if, if it's not on their interests, if they don't need anything from the city of Bethlehem, <laughs> right. that's when it will finally happen.
0: And Norfolk Southern is strictly a business. I mean, SEPTA Correct. is an authority, so it's sort of a quasi-public organization, and it seems like they've been maybe a little easier to work with. Yeah, I believe so.
4: We posted something to uh, Facebook today. We're working on a project. Uh, We duplicated the original Hellertown station sign. Oh yes, I remember hearing about that. And uh, we're gonna be, and we have the four station signs. We finished painting them today. They'll be going up in the spring, hopefully, where each station was. And hopefully along with that, we'll get a little information board with some pictures of those original stations. Right. It's always been kind of cool. I wouldn't say a priority of mine, but cer- certainly something I would like to see is more history information along the trail.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We're a commission. We've all got other things that we do in life, <laughs> run businesses or whatever. But uh, so you can't put all your time into that, but uh, as, as much time as you'd like to sometimes. But, you know, it'd be really cool just to have more history along the trail available to people. And I think with time, you'll see that. We got some exciting news from Upper Saucon this past rail trail meeting. Um, the bridge at DeSales, where you currently have to drop into Upper Saucon Park and ride around the park, supposedly the bridge is going to happen in 2021.
3: Huh.
4: It's going to be signed with the DeSales information. It's kind of the gateway to, to DeSales on the side of the bridge. You won't have to drop into Upper Saucon Park, hopefully next year for twenty. 20- Sometime in 2021, they hope
0: to get it together. Do you know what road that is? or I want to say Passer. Okay. Maybe? And yeah. that's a PennDOT project or a township, uh, I mean, maybe? A, a township, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not familiar with that one, but... No.
4: Yeah. So it's right at the Upper Saucon Library, Upper Saucon Park.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of know where you mean. So that's... Uh, you I know. think that's Preston Lane. Yeah, you could be right. You probably are right. <laughs> um, yeah, because the park is right, right uh, across from the library there.
4: Yes. So that's
0: happening. Obviously, the Upper Bucks Trail
4: connected this past few weeks ago. Very uh, exciting. Very exciting. A lot of people are assuming that it's a an extension of the Sock and Rail Trail. I'm, I'm always kind of very clear that at the at the line, it is the Upper Bucks Trail. <laughs> right. Sock past- and Rail Trail Junior. <laughs> you know beautiful addition to the trail though they announced there that that'll be extending probably close to another half mile to a mile into the borough of quaker town they're hoping you know all good things take a little time to happen but hopefully it's another mile or so long it's turning into this longer trail it's it's turning into this you know i'm I'm seeing the facebook posts on the sock and rail trail on From social media pages, on bike pages, that, I mean, people are absolutely just loving this. It's so good to see, and so good to be a small part of it, a very small part of it, but uh, watching the success of that trail has just been really exciting for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's totally like, I mean, it's one of the the stories that you can really feel good about, because there's no, no real downside to anything, And and, well, from, from my point of view, you're, um, you're on the inside track. So You
4: know, you've got a few people that aren't happy that it's there. It's a little life-altering when it came in, and right. I understand that. I also think that I wouldn't want a train whistle going 50 yards from my house at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, uh, that could always happen again. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, uh, SEPTA still owns the lease to that railroad line and, mm-hmm. you know, it could become a rail and trail. It could, in uh, fact, a little section between uh, going from the end now at Veterans Park into Quakertown would be a rail and trail.
0: Really? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Huh. They would keep one of the rail lines open, which they use it for storage more or less, but it would be an active rail line, so to speak. A rail and trail situation. Yeah. Huh.
0: That would, be, that would be different. Uh, it's it's not
4: that uncommon, but it would be different, sure, from yeah. what we're used to, yes.
0: <laughs> I wasn't even aware until uh, the ribbon cutting for the Upper Bucks Rail Trail about the, you know, that's when they announced uh, negotiations to extend it, the Upper Bucks Rail Trail into Quakertown. But there's another trail, I guess, coming in to the borough from the south that they talked about. The um, Highland Trail? I think they called it the Liberty Bell Trail, and it was on a map that I saw. I think I, it's part of the, maybe it, it, part of the Highlands network. It, it is. Network. The Liberty Trail
4: is in Coopersburg. Oh,
0: I mean, okay. I
4: have never actually walked it. It's not that long, and I don't know if it can connect into Quaker Town, if I'm thinking about the right trail. But, I mean, part of the Highland Trail network is, I mean, this is part of the Highland Trail network, which is a... a I don't even know how far it goes up. I'd have to look at a map. The Highland Trail Network has been very active in participation on these trails, on getting them open. There are plans of the Highland Trail eventually, like, connecting... And you have to go through neighborhoods and some roads, but connecting the Upper Bucks Trail to the Perky Trail, uh. which would basically be a trail system into Philly, hmm. <laughs> which would be amazing. That's a big chunk of trail. Oh, yeah. Very similar to the DNL at that point. Right. But I think we're we're incredibly lucky in this little part of the world to have so many different trails available along that line. You know, we, we've seen a big trend in, in the bike, with what they refer to as a gravel bike, which is, looks like a road bike with a wider tire not as wide as a mountain bike but it's one of the bikes that I ride personally <laughs> but it it can it's very suitable for riding those gravel trails but also very suitable for road riding much lighter than a mountain bike and you know it's 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 a cool way to ride but our, our gravel bike sales you know we've seen grow pretty substantially through the last 5 years and it's this whole new segment of racing events. Uh, they, they hold. A, there's one that I try to attend every year called Unpaved out in Lewisburg, PA. You know, options of 60, 90, or 120 miles, getting up into the Bald Eagle State Forest, just beautiful, beautiful scenic overlooks, an incredible ride. You know, now there's gravel events happening all the time this year there isn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's it's this whole other facet of riding and i find like a lot of guys that used to be big into mountain biking we're getting a little older now (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it's a little safer still an incredible way to get out there and ride and see the views and you know again where we've got so many miles of these gravel trails in the area that is just awesome for that type of riding
0: yeah We were talking earlier uh, before we started recording about how part of the new Upper Bucks Trail is actually a boardwalk. So that's a little bit different for a ride, I guess.
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not, I I mean, I've ridden lots of places throughout the U.S. So I've seen seen, uh, bigger boardwalks. uh, Right. But this is this is big. I mean, it's two hundred seventy yards. I mean, it's beautiful. It's uh, nice hardwood. It's wide. It's it's very nice to ride on, and uh, they did an incredible job on it. I was certainly inspecting it. Let's call it inspecting it before it was finished, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> out of curiosity, and a lot of people were, but I got to talk to the guys building it one, the one day a little bit, and, um, you know, it, they just did a beautiful job on it. Um, it's this it's, uh, Brazilian hardwood, I forget what the name of it is, but it's going to last years and years. I mean, it, it's there. It's crazy that it had to happen to begin with when we were discussing Basically, it's a wetland there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when they redid 309, what, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago? They basically, because it was an unused rail line, they pretty much put all the drain water into the rail bed.
0: Wow. So
4: it inevitably became a wetland. Right. So, you know, it again, it was a sticking point. I mean, ideally, that Upper Bucks Trail wanted to be open three years ago. Right. But it took that long to settle out how to do this, what to do, what material they were going to use. So it, it really took a while to hash all that out. Most rail trails take a long time to establish and happen. We were very blessed that the Saucon Rail Trail was, I mean, we were told by various rail trail organizations that it it was really fast-tracked through.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much unheard of.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: I mean you hear some stories of,
4: you know, it'll take ten years to establish a five mile trail. Right, <laughs> you know. So we're we're very lucky it happened very quickly. It is a great thing for us, a great thing for connecting these communities, I think. Great thing for again for the restaurants around. I mean Once we get through this COVID thing, it'll get back to normal, I think. I think that's absolutely awesome when you see people pulling in to Lost Tavern Brewing on bikes that have ridden from Coopersburg or Mm -hmm. somewhere else, you know, and they rode in. and Hopefully
0: Bethlehem one day. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And vice versa. Right,
4: right. I know we do... Brewery rides?
0: <laughs> we'll ride into
4: Bethlehem or uh, hit up Sage Alley in Coopersburg or, you know, I was talking to Choi uh, from Two Rivers Brewing today about riding, uh, certainly doing rides down to Two Rivers Brewing tasting room in uh, the trolley barn. My wife and I rode down to there a few weeks ago. It was, it was great. The new
0: market space in Quakertown? Correct.
4: Mm-hmm. Correct. Great food assortment in there, Two Rivers Brewing is in there and winery. Uh, great food selection i mean you you had all kinds of choices so that just opened i think three weeks ago four weeks ago awesome destination to ride to yeah (laughs) and they have beautiful outdoor seating area so you can kind of go in get your food and drink and go outside and hang out so yeah
0: um, no i'm excited to check check it out because i remember hearing about the plans and it's a historic building
4: yeah i guess that's where they serviced all the trolleys um and i guess it was an antique store for a long time Mm -hmm. i guess it was a movie theater before that you know there's some history it's cool when you walk into the trolley barn there's little bullet points of the history of the building itself which which uh, was really neat to see it was well done so you you actually figured out what you you could read a little bit of the history while you were there which that's always nice yeah yeah beautiful old stone building and really cool
0: yeah well you you always share like interesting uh, posts about rides or things that you're planning on, on on social media I know for you know Saucon Valley Bikes and I love your Instagram too you share some really funny memes over there <laughs> usually bicycle related obviously yes, but yes. <laughs> I try to keep it bicycle related <laughs> but but, um, but yeah definitely follow Saucon Valley Bikes on on both of those platforms, and you can of course visit your website for lots of information about the business and inventory and yeah. shop online. Uh,
4: absolutely. Uh, well, we don't sell online actually. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> but maybe browse
4: a little bit. Yes, you can. Br- you can certainly browse and shop. I guess uh, you can't purchase online.
0: Yes. Right, uh, and you might not want to do that anyway because it's. I guess most people still want to. You can buy a bike online, but
4: yes, you can. You know, and uh, actually, you can go to the giant website and purchase a bike, and have it. Either, if we don't have it in stock, it, it can either pull from our existing stock, or you know, they will ship it in as long as the bike is available right now. Right now, there's a lot of issues with that, but we would be the final destination for the bike. We would build the bike. You can pick up the bike at the store. Oh, but that's can, cool. Uh, yeah, and Giant Giant does it really well, uh, Giant bikes. So, you yeah, know, don't because... go to the Giant supermarket. Yeah, the... Correct, correct. <laughs> you aren't going to go to the Giant supermarket to buy a bike, but uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it never happens. Talking to a guy last night about that that whole business is, you know, obviously blowing up. He was repping uh, potato chips or something, <laughs> but, you know, his, his line is up 25% this year. Hmm. You know, which is interesting to hear. You know, I guess we could all pick up our COVID nineteen, <laughs> gain those nineteen
0: pounds of potato chips, right? <laughs> well, comfort food. Hello, yeah. <laughs> Who needed comfort in twenty twenty? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. And you are located at eight twenty four Main Street in Hellertown. Yes, if you haven't been there before, it's a beautiful shop and. I know you're following all, you know, COVID-19 safety practices. Yes, we are.
4: <laughs> it adds uh, some more time to your day every day, but uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, we were fortunately uh, deemed a an essential business for transportation, which we didn't know where, what we were going to do for a while if we were going to be closed or what. It, uh, so we were we were grateful we could be open. Our sales floor was closed for quite a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: We were doing business out of our back parking lot or delivering bikes. I mean, a lot of, you know, phone-in transactions, and we would delivered the bike out to somebody. It was definitely a change in your business practices and how you worked every day. Yeah. I've never driven my vehicle so much to work as this <laughs> year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as it, and it became necessary. Because you guess. had to
0: make the deliveries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, been a crazy year, but we all learned from it too, I think, you know, in in all kinds of aspects. Yeah. Going back to that small business Saturday, I think, you know, you've seen the news reports and stuff about, you know, online sales going through the roof this year, which, uh, you know, it's certainly uh, feel better about buying something online than walking into a mall at this point, Uh, at least I do. Not that I've walked into a mall in a long time. (laughs) But <laughs> nor have I and I don't don't miss it I think it's probably been 10 years since I walked into a mall but um, shopping for things uh, you know I certainly uh, called uh, Saga Valley Music for some things today so mm-hmm. uh, you know hopefully I can uh, get something from them as opposed to getting it online so um, right you know you kind of got to think sometimes about that and you know what can is there somebody local that I can buy that from exactly um so i i I try to be conscious of that on a regular basis but
0: right yeah and don't just like the second you think of something you know amazon you know like because so many people are are sort of uh, conditioned now i think to do that and they might not take the time to think about well where could i buy this locally yeah yeah it's it's you know it 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 is easy
4: right. You know, I, I heard the phrase a long time ago: "Shop at home, but not .dot com." Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I always love that one. But uh, yeah, when you can, try to. You know, it, it, it might be a couple dollars more, but you know, you're you're for those couple dollars, you got to think of how you're supporting the community as well. You know, you're employing people in the community. You're, you know, you're. You know, our employee, our employees are buying lunch around the community, and uh, you know, it, it, it goes a long way. You know if you can keep your dollars local it's it's an incredibly important thing
0: and and yeah, I mean, just to piggyback on that it's not just it's not just the things you mentioned, although those are all really important i mean, but when you buy a bike or anything on Amazon, you know you're not gonna get the conversation you know that that you would have at buying at Saucon Valley bikes where you know, you can tell them, Hey, I just went on this awesome ride and, you know, about the market that just opened and that wealth of information and, and, and ask questions and that, that whole experience is, is really invaluable. Yeah,
4: I mean, two, two of our employees and myself, I mean, uh, you know, I've been in this business for 21 years, but I've been a pretty avid rider for 30 years. Both my mechanics are avid riders for over 30 years. I mean, you know, you want to talk about bikes, we can talk about <laughs> bikes, you know. And we've seen a lot, uh, you know, of changes throughout the bike industry and things. But, you know, I think talking to any one of us, there there's knowledge of bikes and what it's about and why and you know you know and people come in just to talk about that bike ride they just did and you know it's it's cool it's you know i, I wish i had a big enough place to have a coffee bar in the shop mm, I, oh be always cool yeah i've always wanted that feature but unfortunately it's not big enough to do that but because you do have a lot of that, you know. People just want to hang out in a bike shop and talk about their rides and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, you know, it's kind of a one of the beautiful vibes about that business.
0: Yeah, I can you, see that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky to be
0: <laughs> do, to do what I do. <laughs> well, we're very lucky to have you here doing it in Hellertown and to have you here on no rain date once again. Mm-hmm. So I oh, want to thank you for that. Yeah thanks for having me and uh, wish you a happy holiday and and an even better 2021
4: uh, absolutely i think we're all looking
0: forward to a better <laughs> 2021 absolutely <laughs> thanks steve cheers to that thank you we've been recording no rain date since late 2019 and we've produced a fair number of episodes at this point we would love to hear your feedback about what we're doing. What makes you tune in every week? What ideas do you have for interview guests? Is there something that you think the podcast is missing? Feel free to share your thoughts, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent with us. You can do that by emailing josh at josh at com. No Rain Date is a local news and information podcast, and we focus on the Saucon Valley. However, our guests are from the Lehigh Valley and beyond. So please try and keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about ideas for future episodes. Thank you. No Rain Date is an original production of and Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to The Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening.